0: Hi, my name is Tara Kachaturoff, and I'm the host of Michigan Entrepreneur, where we feature businesses from startup to stellar. Today I have as my special guest, Tina Arroyo, who's the owner of Spectacle Society. Welcome to the program.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for having me, Tara. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Me too. You have a really unique business, and so I'm really excited to hear about it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background before you started Spectacle Society?
1: sure so i actually got my degree in photography um, and it was during my courses on optics and photography that i just fell in love with the field of optics itself Um, and i was so enamored of it that i actually ended up working for an ophthalmologist and i did a bunch of his tech work he trained me in the medical side of it and i was like this is so cool i love how the eye works i love how my camera is designed to mimic um, the sight of the human eye i thought that was amazing Um, but eventually i left photography and found opticianry. And that is actually a field where you work with creating eyewear, um, helping people troubleshoot some of their eyewear vision issues. Um, And the moment I found opticianry, I had one of those really cheesy moments where like, you know, the clouds parted and sunshine down on my face. And I felt very like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I spent my career working for doctor-owned businesses primarily, um, and then eventually managing the businesses and teaching optics and training employees and customer service and optics and the art of optics and, um, and the art of opticianry. And so that was pretty much got me up until the point where I was ready to start my own business.
0: That's truly an amazing story, and I, that's why I love hearing how people got into the field that they're in because there's always something amazing. And these steps that we think are don't mean anything on our journey, they can be so telling to like what we're going to do next. This is a great story. And now you have you're actually speaking to me from your business, Spectacle Society. Can you tell me a little bit about where you're located? And then we're going to dive into more of the things around your business. But where are you located? and you do have a lovely background i love it it's beautiful
1: oh thank you um this space was lovingly designed intentionally with inclusion and accessibility in mind so i really appreciate the compliment um i I'm located in Corktown, which is the oldest neighborhood in Detroit. We're right outside of downtown, um, on a little street called Bagley, close to the corner of Trumbull and Bagley. And there's a lot of wonderful women-owned businesses right around here.
0: Oh, wow, that's fantastic. That's interesting. So, how long have you been opened? And uh, and also, how'd you come up with the name Spectacle Society?
1: <laughs> well, I. Opened December 26th of 2020. So, uh, kind of a rough time to open a business. It wasn't my intention to open in COVID. (laughs) I was planning on opening before that, but you know, the world happened and chaos intervened. Um, Spectacle Society, the name came about because. I love community I focus a lot on community within my business, within my life. And I wanted to create this space where I felt like a community of individuals coming together and loving eyewear, understanding the impact that eyewear can have, and really just appreciating the beauty of it. Um, and so I thought, well, that's a society of people, right, a society of spectacle lovers. So, spectacle society. Yeah,
0: the the name was great, and I actually I love what you're you, you know the design you're wearing. And you know the funny thing is is that I never really thought about eyewear in quite the way like you're talking about it until a few years ago when I actually had a guest on my show, and he was an artist and a chef and all these things. And he I I went to his home for a party, and he had the most unbelievable. Sp- eyeglass collection I've ever seen in my life. It was so artistic. And suddenly I I saw that there's a whole nother world out there. Um, So yeah, I'm going to take a step backwards a little bit. I want to ask you a little bit about your certification. You're an ABO certified optician. What does that mean? And how does that impact what you're doing in your business?
1: Oh, you know, I'm really glad that you asked because it's something I'm very proud of. What it means is that I've taken time to do a trained, like a course, a training course um, that took me quite a while. It was an entire school of training that I needed to do both in optics. There's also the technical side of things, right? Um, Adjusting people's glasses, what's gonna do the best fit. There's math behind it. There's some physics in it. There's actually anatomy lessons in it as well. Um, And so I got my training over 15 years ago. And I was lucky enough to take my courses from people who had been long-term opticians who were in the 50s, you know, cutting glass lenses next to their parents and their own opticals, right? Who had this wealth of information. Um, And then I, through that course, went for my national certification. And what comes along with this is knowing that I, When I sit down with you, I actually, am already doing math in my head, looking at your prescription, looking at where your eyes sit in a frame, knowing where the thickness in your lenses is gonna lie, knowing what sort of lenses are actually going to be better for you based on what you do in your day to day, based on your vision needs. Um, And also that I am going to absolutely hold myself to the highest standards and that the glasses that you get from me are going to be kept to standards that I agree to keep. Um, And so that's really important with my certification. And then also we do continuing education every single year, just like a nurse would do um, to keep up that certification. So I have to Mm -hmm. stay on top of What's going on in the industry? I have to stay on top of how to help, you know, people with different issues. I just took a course the other day on when people have very different prescriptions eye to eye and how to make sure that I'm getting them the clearest, most usable, um, enjoyable lenses to wear
0: yeah there's a lot more to it than the fast food kind of way they make it look in the eyeglass industry um i think people don't understand there's a lot more to it than just ordering something like online and all that sort of thing so um that's that's really fascinating and you know i noticed that you know you have very um interesting uh eyeglasses on this morning and i know you have all different kinds of designs at your um at your business how do you decide um how to source the 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 latest fashions like how do you know how to keep up with that and and do things go in style and out of style with glasses I mean are we like moved around the world of of glasses based on big influencers how does it all work
1: yeah so I will say that first thing for me in this store one of the biggest choices that I make is to not carry anything that's mass produced or big box made, anything that's basically made it a very cheap, um, inexpensive way with inferior products and then charged a lot of money for a brand name or something on there, a logo. What I wanna work with is small independent businesses. So I am a small business supporting other small businesses and these small independent eyewear designers tend to focus on ergonomic fit, actual quality of the materials, something that's going to feel good on, things that are gonna hold your prescription in a great way. Um, They are really spending their time and energy and funds Putting them into creating pieces that are meant to last, not like you said, fast fashion that's going to be over in a moment, right? And when I'm looking for styles, one of the things that I really feel great about here at Spectacle Society is that I am specifically sourcing pieces to fit the wide variety of people that make up Detroit. I have worked at plenty of places before where they shop in this very, to use an industry word, myopic way, where they're only looking at (laughs) one segment of the population, right? And they're shopping for either what they like or what works for them. But what I try and do here is have a variety of stuff for people of all different backgrounds, for people of different sizes, people with bigger heads and smaller heads, people with different skin tones, people who have different facial anatomies, maybe a flatter bridge of the nose than I do. Um, I really try and look for a variety of sizes, shapes, colorings that are gonna work for the diversity that makes up this city, and also for different gender representations, right? Mm-hmm. And then On top of that, what I'm trying to do is consider everybody has their own personal authentic style, right? So what I love and what works for me may not be what works for you, Tara, right? So I wanna have a variety of options. So every single line in here has its own sort of unique feel um, and it's going to appeal to a different type of person, right? Somebody who has maybe, you know, a little bit of a bolder, sort of aesthetic may like something like what I'm wearing, right? Which is handcrafted with stonework and actually has fabric in the material. But somebody else may want something a little bit more team and conservative. And I have lines for that as well. So I really try and and source things that are um, going to give us a wide variety for just the diversity of the city.
0: So how, how do you, when, when somebody comes into your, um uh, store, like what's one of the first things you talk to them about? Because people have their personal brand and how do you, do you, do you have like a kind of a personal branding conversation with them when they, you first meet them to find out what they're looking for? Do you ask them like, how would you describe yourself? how do you do it to start honing in on what might be the best style for them and even coloration colors, you know, how do you do all that? Do you have like a questionnaire or how do you do it?
1: (laughs) I do. So actually, so I've been in optics for over 20 years and a certified optician for over 15. So I have developed a process over those years that has been so helpful to kind of help people get in. So we'll sit down what I offer, you know, people can pop in and browse and see what they like. And and if I don't have an appointment, I'm happy to accept walk-ins, but I do offer what I call receive the royal treatment, which is a custom one hour, one-on-one appointment with me the store is closed down to everybody but me and this client, and we're wow. going to sit down and get to know each other.
0: That's really personalized it, service. That's
1: amazing. Wow, and about that many, you know? Yeah, things, yeah. Yeah. What's wonderful is we we do sit down and really start talking about um i'll take a look at the prescription and then i want to learn about you right i want to know if i walked into your closet today what would i find right what are you wearing during your day-to-day what are you wearing when you're just lounging around at home what's your actual style and then tell me a little bit about what you do right what do you love to do what do you do outside of work what do you do for work those sorts of things do we have things we have to consider right and as i'm getting to know you I'm already assessing the prescription, what frames are gonna work best for your lenses. I'm taking a look at your coloring, um, your face shape, trying to make sure that we're picking stuff that is going to fit and work for your needs and also tap into your authentic style. So after that conversation, I'll go ahead and curate a selection for somebody and talk about building what I call an eyeglass wardrobe. Um, And so it doesn't have to happen right away. It can happen over time, but looking at eyewear in the same way we look at shoes, right? Um, Our shoes all have different purposes. Your sneakers are different than your sandals or different than your heels or, you know, or different than dress shoes, that sort of thing. Um, they can all have different purposes. And within those purposes, you can have different styles, right? When
0: People come into the store. What are they primarily looking for? Everyday glasses or something different? What,
1: what do you see the overall trend? Well, I would say most of the time um, people find me because they're looking to love their eyewear and they haven't in the past. And so I am seeing people generally who are looking for something maybe a little bit more unique. Even in the more conservative pieces, there are ways to be conservative with a, a unique flair, um, and so I'm really seeing people who are wanting to like step out into something a little different, and who really want a little help and guidance through the process.
0: Are some of these people longtime eyeglass wearers, or are these contact like contact lens people who kind of want to have something else to make a personal statement? Like, what do you see in, in terms of that?
1: Actually, I see a wide mix. Um, I do see a lot of long term glasses wearers. I, as a matter of fact, the other day I saw somebody who's like, I primarily wear my contacts because I've hated the way I looked in glasses my whole life, you know? Oh, wow. Um, okay. And so, you know, really trying to work with people. Um, but I will say that we've had a lot of people, especially through COVID, where everything went to virtual, where we were on Zoom a lot, right? where people really noticed seeing themselves, seeing their faces over and over and over again, all day in yeah. meetings, oh, where they yeah. thought to themselves, oh, my glasses are really doing it for me, <laughs> one right? More, <laughs> one more Zoom
0: meeting. It's like, is that how I really look? Oh my God. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly, and it really drove people to like, let's take a look, let's try and, and mm-hmm. see, maybe there are ways that I can look you know, a little more, um, i want to feel right and people are
0: probably spending a lot of time looking at other people on all those zoom calls like because they're bored they're looking at everybody's picture in the box like hey i like those glasses (laughs) you know like because they're tuning out of the meeting i mean we all were there so Uh, yeah (laughs) that's so funny hey you know i want to take a step back and talk about your timing of starting this business, you started it in uh, December of 2020, which is um, you're one of the more unique businesses instead of closing down, you were starting up. Um, How did the time, were you planning on starting it before COVID and it just happened to end up opening in December, but how did that happen?
1: Yes, Um, so I was ready to go in 2019 um, and we had a delay in finding the right location and this location was being built by the building owner and then they were having delays because we hit some frost and we like they couldn't break ground and then
0: oh this is literally a new building yes it's a new building okay
1: and so they broke ground finally but then they couldn't do work it was too cold you know how construction delays happen Yeah, yeah but the goal originally was to open in April of 2020, after we had some original delays, but it just kept getting pushed with construction stuff. And then in March, as we all know what happened, right? Chaos (laughs) ensued and we were hit with nobody could work and everything had to shut down. And when they could work, when we could actually get, um, construction workers in here, right. And our contractor in here, there were limits about how many people could be in a space how many subcontractors could come in because they had to keep numbers lower for COVID concerns. So we experienced a lot of delays through COVID um, and also delays in materials. in um, oh, yeah. Materials yeah. that not only became harder to get and took a longer time to get, they also, went up significantly in price right so it just Mm -hmm. was this very long drawn out process 2020 i kept going oh we're gonna open no we're not oh we're gonna open no we're not like it just kept pushing and pushing and pushing
0: i think what i like most hearing is that you still wanted to keep opening i mean because so many people were giving up on things as businesses were closing down permanently i'm so glad that you kept you know you had the courage and grit to keep going
1: (laughs) i did and i you know I absolutely have a passion for this and I had been dreaming of it for over a decade so although we got kind of paused and we kept getting delayed I was like this is my dream and it's coming like I'm doing it this is what I've been working towards um and we're just going to keep going and we were able to open our doors december 26th of 2020 so wow it took all year <laughs> we did it.
0: and right after christmas that's amazing so so what what's been one of the um bigger challenges that you've had to overcome as you've started this business and have
1: grown it for the past couple of years sure almost well, three years wow yeah, yeah almost so uh as a small business starting out Um, As most small businesses do, there's a lot of bootstrapping, right? You're doing Mm -hmm. everything that you can. You put in all the money that you have, but you you end up short in certain ways. Um, And so over the last few years, I would say some of the hardest stuff has been, you know, the first year, obviously, we were still kind of in a COVID space, so people were not feeling comfortable coming out. And so I created a way to do virtual fittings with my clients um, to create spaces that felt comfortable for people who did not feel comfortable coming in person. Um, and that was a blessing because what ended up happening was I started helping people all over the country uh, versus oh, wow. just in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really lovely, um, and that was so much fun. And then the other thing has just been, you know, spreading in word of mouth when you're a small business and the, the you know, funds aren't there. You don't have the money that big businesses do to advertise and to do all this marketing, right? So we've grown primarily uh, by word of mouth, which has been wonderful and organic. Um, but that is definitely if I had it to do over again and I could get extra funding, I would put a little more in the marketing Kind of basket, um, yep. because that is that's always sort of the challenge, you know. Have you
0: been able to like cross market with any of the other businesses that are local to you in that area? Have you been able to get together um, as a group and kind of cross pollinate your businesses?
1: So I have a few businesses where I've um, you know done some small stuff with them, um, but. Honestly, it has been a lot of reaching out and saying, hey, we're doing this. Would you mind you know, promotion, promoting? And if you can, if you'd love to, I would love to collaborate, right? That's always yeah, my thing. Yeah. I love coming together. Um, like I said, community is very important to me. And that also means my business community, right? Like my, my community of fellow entrepreneurs. Um, so I'm always willing to do that. But I have had the um, wonderful fortune to um do a little bit of stuff with um Rachel Lutz from the Peacock Room um and that has been really lovely and uh she did a Facebook Live with me twice now uh for one of my lines and we just had a great time I love working with her um and it expanded you know a little bit of what um of where my reach was and people got to find me in a different way which was really great
0: yeah and today with the technology that we have i mean you can either do things on a podcast a a, you know um, a video podcast kind of situation and even you know attend in-person events like different conferences and have a table set up because people can see what you do and it's so unique it's art and people want to know more about it i mean they could i mean the thing is about glasses it's like art but it's functional don't you agree
1: absolutely absolutely i am obsessed with eyewear design and i like i'm one of those optical geeks who eats sleeps breathes it so i i absolutely love it and it's absolutely art for your face
0: i'm like the i'm like i like the art end of it you know i mean i wear glasses and i don't i don't do a lot of fancy things with glasses but I like seeing, like I was looking through the various things that were on your site, and I was like, "Oh, these are beautiful because they are like works of art." And that's what really captivated me years ago when I saw this gentleman, uh, who I said he was a, a guest on the show, and he had this collection of eyeglasses at his home, and they were all amazing. They were just all like works of art, and, and his house was filled with art. I mean, it was the whole experience was about art. Um, but yeah, it, it really changed my whole view of eyeglasses because I never thought of them as anything more than just a tool to see. And yeah, just, you know, I've always been like a wear rim kind of person. So I've never gone for fancy anything, but it really is your personal brand. And now since people are so much online, it really does matter a little bit more, right?
1: does. <laughs> It absolutely does. And honestly, it's the first accessory that people see and the one they're going to look at the most when they're talking to you because they are looking you in the eyes.
0: I have to ask you a question. I know you're wearing the, this certain style right now, but is that your everyday glasses or do you do you change glasses? I know you have a lot of them. <laughs> uh, you have a You have a thing on your site about guess how many glasses I own. I'm not going to tell people how many you told me, but um <laughs> Do you change out depending on the day of the week or who you're seeing or what you're doing? Are, are you constantly kind of changing them out like shoes as, as you were, you
1: mentioned earlier in the interview? Yes, I am. I do have a eyeglass wardrobe um, here in the store. We actually sell eyeglass wardrobe boxes for you oh to gosh. store and be able to just open up and <laughs> pick the one you want for the day. Um, so I currently um, generally rotate through, I would say about five to six pairs of clear glasses and two to three pairs of sunglasses um and honestly i pick sometimes based on my feeling for the day uh sometimes i'll pick based on function i have a pair that has nose pads and when i am in the store uh, since i'm the sole employee and i'm meeting with all sorts of different people um for their safety as well as mine i'll mask and i put on something with nose pads because it holds the mask in place better right so function (laughs) Function. i also have a pair made just for reading um because i i'm an avid reader i love to sit at night um and while I wear progressive lenses that have reading at the bottom of my lenses right now, it's so much more comfortable to have an entire pair just for that one activity. Um, so yeah, I switch on and off a lot, um, and and I get to play with my outfit, my style, how I'm feeling for the day, and my needs.
0: Yeah, I you know I, I just. I like you know I am paying more, way more attention uh, to people's uh, eyeglasses, especially right now because I knew I'd be talking to you. And I'll tell you, I love the ones that are like white, like they're like all white and kind of a ivory white. They're so cool. Or like orange glasses. I don't know why I like these things. It just I don't know. It just stands out. <laughs> I don't even care who's wearing it. I just find them so amazing, you know? Absolutely. But yeah, it's so much fun. So um, what is something that you're really um, excited about when it comes to a success in your business? Let's just chat real quickly about that. What's What are you most proud of in the last three years of running this business?
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm, you know, there are so many things I'm proud of. Having made it through <laughs> <laughs> this pandemic in particular is definitely one of them. Um, But what I think I'm most proud of is how many of my clients are absolutely in love with their eyewear and have come back over and over again and referred their friends and family. Um, And I've had some beautiful experiences where clients have called me to say, I've never felt like I was fully seen exactly Mm -hmm. as I am, as I did with you. Right. And I've had someone put on a pair of glasses and say, I don't think I've ever really seen myself looking back at me and really saw myself in my glasses, like really saw me. Um, So there are these beautiful moments where people are just feeling incredible. And I have watched people um, grow from even maybe starting off a little bit more subdued and not as sure of themselves in their style and growing and growing and growing and really developing an authentic style that they feel amazing in. And you can tell like when you look at them they are beaming with confidence and those are my favorite things in the world that's my favorite moment when i can somebody looks in the mirror and feels good it it makes my little optician heartbeat faster
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you know really the glasses are like that extra little thing that gives them permission and it's kind of a signal to others right because people can see it um to just relax into who they are and i think it's it's almost like a little permission ticket you know to just be who i am and you can see me and they're looking at your eyes which is how we connect with people
1: right exactly exactly and my focus is always to try and help my clients tap into their individuality celebrate their uniqueness and express it through their glasses
0: all right well you know i really enjoyed um speaking with you today i just want to ask you one more quick question before we depart and that is what is your one piece of advice you'd give entrepreneurs
1: oh okay here's what i would say you need to love what you're doing you need to have a passion for it believe in it know in your heart it's exactly what you're supposed to be doing because there will be ups and downs. There will be peaks and valleys. And when you hit those lows, if you don't love what you're doing, it is very easy to give up and walk away, right? But it's worth it. If you are passionate about it, it is worth it to hang on and hang on till you get to those highs. All right. Well, I want to thank you
0: so much. Uh, We've been speaking with Tina Arroyo today, who is the owner of Spectacle Society located in downtown Detroit. I want to thank you again for being a guest on Michigan Entrepreneur. If you'd like more information about our program, please visit us at www.MichiganEntrepreneurTV.com. Please join me again in the future when I interview another enterprising entrepreneur. Until then, wishing you the best of business.